Hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode four of Get More Clients. Today, we're going to tackle one of my personal favorite subjects. We're going to dive into the key elements of writing great emails. We're going to talk about the importance of your emails being you-focused and what exactly that means. We're going to talk about how to have clear calls to action, how to use subject lines to your advantage, how to write an informal style, and how short your emails need to be to maximize the chance they get read and reply to all this and more on today's episode of Get More Clients. So let's start off with a pair of definitions just to make sure that we're all on the same page as we move forward. There's two phrases I'll use frequently in this episode. The first is you focused. I'm a big believer in the importance of your emails being written in a voice talking to the recipient rather than talking about yourself. It's the difference between an email that uh, uh, primarily says I, me, or we, and an, e- or in an email that says you. It's the difference between an email that's talking about you and your own business or the recipient, the current state of the recipient's business and how the recipient wants to improve or the problem they want to overcome. So when you're writing a you-focused email, you want to make sure that you're writing an email with a focus on the recipient. And we'll get into more details on how to do that in a few minutes. The second term I want to define, just so we have that shared definition, is a call to action. Now, a call to action or a CTA is typically in an email the instructions that tell you what to do next and what to expect after you do that. So an example might be, hey, just reply to this email. Let me know if you're interested. And after that, I'll da-da-da-da-da. Or click here schedule a time for us to talk and once you book a time i'll send over more information so a call to action both tells the reader take this action this is the specific next step for you to take and it also tells them what to expect once they take that action let's dive into the five key elements of writing great emails. So the first is making sure your your email is you focused. And I've written a lot about this. Uh, the main article is kydavis.com forward slash you. That's kydavis.com forward slash Y-O-U. Uh, it's a, a article I wrote about the importance of your emails being you focused. And really, it boils down to people like being talked to about themselves. They don't like being talked at. And when you write an email that primarily talks about yourself, my company, I do this, my things, what happens is the recipient is turned off. They're scanning for relevance. And one of the key ways to indicate relevance is to talk about the recipient. Is your business experiencing this? Are you suffering from this problem? Well, by using you-focused language, we're able to make the recipient part of the narrative. They're not only a reader, they're an actor engaged in the, the story or the overall arc of the email that we're sending to them. So by making your emails you-focused, by making sure that whenever possible, you're switching it from a focus on yourself to a focus on the recipient, changing the language from I or me to you or us or we, you make it so the recipient is being talked with rather than being talked at. Time and time again, test and test again in large mass outreach campaigns and one-on-one personalized outreach emails, I have seen that by increasing the amount we focus on the other party, by making our emails more you-focused, we increase our response rate and we increase the likelihood that the recipient will say, yes, I'm very interested in this. Please tell me more. So that first element, make sure your emails are you-focused. 
The second key element, make sure your emails have a clear call to action, and most importantly, make sure they only have one call to action. So when you're writing your emails, you want to make sure that the recipient knows what to do next. We've all received those emails which are sent with the best of intentions, but just end with a, and if you have any questions, let me know. Or, and uh, uh, as next steps, uh, let me know if you're interested. And well, those don't really tell us what to do. What's much better is if the email says, hey, if you're interested, reply and say I'm interested. And from there, I'll send you uh, more information on the product and we could set up a time to talk. Uh, by having a clear call to action that explains both what the reader needs to do to move the conversation forward and explains what will happen once they do that so there's no surprises, you make it more likely that that person will respond and engage with your email. One of the best tests I ever ran was a large outreach campaign where I wanted to test a uh, uh, test the response rate by just having a very clear and simple reply of, hey, if this sounds interesting to you, just reply with a quick thumbs up, and from there, I'll send over more information, and we can make sure that this is a match for you. Very, very short, simple call to action. And it blew me away in terms of reply rate. I don't have the specific numbers in front of me, but it beat the alternative I was running. And what amazed me the most was a super majority of the replies I received. These were cold emails to an audience that I had not yet had contact with even were just a simple thumbs up. And thinking about and talking with the people I was emailing, what I learned is by having such a clear call to action, reply with a thumbs up, I will send you more information, it made it easy for people to say, yep, this is something I'm interested in, great to respond and get more info, all I have to do is tap reply, do a thumbs up and click send, and I got a, a dozen, two dozen, three dozen thumbs up emojis in my inbox. It was wonderful and enjoyable and double thumbs up, great, but it also was a clear and easy way to communicate, this is what you need to do next, and this is what will happen once you do it. Beyond that, I think it's very important we focus on only having a singular call to action in an email. If we have more than one call to action, we run the risk of overwhelming the recipient and giving them too much information. Instead of saying, do this one thing, we're saying, do A or B or C, analysis paralysis. Nothing will happen. So second key element, have a clear call to action. Third key element of writing a great email, have an informative subject line. And this is something that I'm writing about more in my blog, and I'll have a couple episodes of the podcast about over the next few weeks. But when it comes to your subject line, this is an area that people often struggle with because they aren't sure if they should be optimizing it for open rate, if they need to be cute, if they should be tricky, if they should be funny. What exactly goes into writing a great subject line? And what I found is it may not be the best performing overall, but the most consistently performing subject lines are ones that inform the reader what's inside and how it relates to them and their business. A fallback I typically use is Kai from Kaiko or Kai from business name or your first name from your business name. It's clear. It informs them, hey, this is Kai from, you know, uh, uh, Kaiko and lets them know who I am and that I'm emailing them. Is it the best subject line? No. But is it informative? Yes. Is it clear? Yes. Does it give them some bit of information to move forward with? Yes. Is it an easy to use subject line if you're stuck and saying, I can't figure out what to put as a subject line for this email and I need to get it sent? Absolutely. Are there better subject lines out there? Yes, there are. But your subject line doesn't need to be perfect. Your subject line simply needs to be informative enough for the recipient to say, okay, I trust this email, I wanna learn a little more, let me see what's on the inside. So third key element, have an informative subject line for your email. It doesn't need to be perfect, 
doesn't need to be the best subject line ever written. It just simply needs to inform and educate them about the potential of the problem they're experiencing. And we can see from my fallback subject line, Kai from Kaiko, it actually doesn't inform them about the problem they might be experiencing. But time and time again, when I've used that subject line as my fallback, it's performed well. I think, again, having an informative subject line sometimes beats, maybe even often beats, having the cute or tricky subject line that gets them in with something that's enticing and then doesn't deliver within the email itself. The fourth key element to writing a great email, write in an informal style. It's too easy as independent business owners, as freelancers, as consultants, to feel like if we're writing an email, it needs to be written in very much business style. And that's not how we talk. And that's not how people talk to each other or the person you're contacting. It's not how their friends are emailing them. It's not how you email your friends. So what's very important, I think, is write your outreach emails or write any emails to a client or any business emails. Don't write them too stodgy and too businessy. Instead, find that nice middle ground between, hey, this is a professional email, but it's also an informal email. I'm writing to you in a friendly fashion. And the number one resource I found to help me improve on this and to help my students improve on this is to review the personal emails that they send to their friends and colleagues and see, well, what does that contrast look like when I'm writing to somebody in a business setting and when I'm writing to a friend? And what elements can I lift from when I'm writing an email to a friend and apply to my business emails to make them seem a little more casual, a little less formal, a little more informal, and much more personable. One small change that I've made is I notice when I write a business email, I will include a salutations. Greetings, good sir. How are you doing? Wonderful to talk with you. But I never do that when I email a friend. And I started ditching that from my business emails. I ditched the greetings. I ditched the uh, uh, BS introductory sentence or two. And I just went right to the meet, just like if I was emailing a friend. Uh, Kai, hey, just wanted to check in and see how the project is going. As a next step, we need to schedule a quick check-in meeting. Here's a link. Uh, once you book a time, I'll send over a short agenda. Thanks so much. Bye now. Writing it quick, clear, and in an informal style, not overly casual, but as we would talk with a friend or an acquaintance, makes it easier for us to both write the email and easier for the recipient to know, okay, great, quick and easy to understand. I see what those next steps are. I will take those next steps. So element number four, write your emails in an informal style. Review how you email your colleagues or your friends or your acquaintances and see what does it look like when you email them versus when you email somebody in a business setting and optimize from there. The fifth and final element I want to share with you today is write short emails. Aim for 300 to 400 words. We live in a mobile world these days. People are reading your emails on their smartphones. People are reading their, your emails on their watches, on their toasters, on their fridges. Who even knows these days? But people are reading your emails with a shorter attention span on smaller screens, which means you have a smaller amount of space to work in. When you're writing an email, aim for 300, maybe 400 words. Don't overwhelm them with the length of an email, especially if this is somebody you're emailing for the first time. Instead, if you have a lot of information to share, have the email include the top-level executive summary. These are the three most important things you need to know, and here's the call to action. Uh, I've attached a report that goes in more depth, or on our call we'll go in more depth on this, but have that email be short and lead to a singular call to action that that person can take to move the conversation or move the engagement forward. But 
aim for short emails. Short emails get responded to more often than long emails. Short emails are more actionable than long emails. I've tested it myself. If I send a 300-word initial email to somebody versus a 1,000-word email to somebody, the response rates for the short email beat the long email time and time again. And that's because the short email is asking the recipient to do less work. You no longer need to read a thousand word email to respond. It is a quick 300 word email with a short, clear call to action that's you focused, which means the recipient is able to say, oh, perfect. I understand what I need to do. I can see how this relates to me. I'm going to do that thing. Great. And they're able to quickly process it, be it on their phone or on their desktop. So just quickly wrapping up, Five of the elements that I suggest to you to incorporate into your email writing to make sure you're writing great emails. Make your emails you-focused. Write them about the person that's receiving it. Write the email about the recipient. Bring them into the narrative. Have a clear call to action and clear next steps communicated about what will happen once the reader or recipient takes that action. Use an informative subject line so it's not overly cute, it's not guessy, and it doesn't leave them feeling, oh, well, the subject line promised one thing and I'm getting another. Have the subject line be informative and then stop there. When you're writing your emails as rule number four, write in an informal style. Have your emails be clear and casual to read. Don't fall into the trap of having them be overly formal or overly businessy. And finally, make your emails short. Aim for 300 words or less if you can. It will always tend to be longer than you expect. There's that wonderful Mark Twain quote. Uh, I would have uh, attributed to Mark Twain quote. Uh, I would have, I think it was something like, I would have written you a short letter if only I had the time. Instead, I've written you this long letter. Hardly paraphrased on my part there. But the main message comes through. It takes more work to write a short email and to cut out the cruft of that email. But the benefit of writing that short email is it will be easier for the recipient to digest. So this has been uh, episode four of Get More Clients, talking about how to write great emails. If you, my dear, dear, dear listener and dear friend, have any questions about freelancing, consulting, or running an independent business that you would like answered, please feel free. You could email me at kai at kaidavis.com with your question. That's K-A-I at K-A-I-D-A-V-I-S.com. Or if you're located in the U.S., you could go ahead and give a call in at one 541 2041204 again that's 5412041204 and i will see you tomorrow for the next episode of get more clients